Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here it is the 9th of January. Uh... And we've been in this month for uh, nine days, and uh, so far, no good. <laughs> so far, no good. One good day. There was one good day. But you, I, I think you, in a weird way, had to expect something with all the excess that went on during the last couple of months of 2023 and then the never-ending rise of NVIDIA, Microsoft, Apple. against yeah. it, it, it almost seemed very— It's the tide. Yeah. It was the tide. It was the Momo. It was the FOMO. It was, I think, also the uh, the idea that people that had, let's say, Nvidia. Let's just take that as a good example because it's what everybody talks about. There's no other stock in the entire stock market anymore besides Nvidia. So you have Nvidia, and you bought a couple of years back, and last year you're up 250 percent on it, and now you're like, what do I do? I think I want to cut back. And you're like, ah, you know what? Made a big run at the end here. Uh, you know what? Let me just wait. Till the beginning of January, I'll take a little bit off then. This way, I don't have to pay the taxes until 15 months later, 16 months later, instead of paying yeah. it this coming April. So I think that held up things pretty well. All right, so we're back. We're back. We're back. Happy New Year to you. Hopefully, hopefully you had a wonderful, exciting 2023 transition to 24. I did nothing much at all. Had a little bit of fun, but it was very little. <laughs> you didn't cook for 40 people no, or anything no, like that? No. It was a very easy, calm, chill evening. So that was nice. We're going to be announcing the winner of the Close to the Pin Cup for 2020. Well, it's 2023, but it's the Cup for 24, I guess, 23. I have to actually look at that now that I think about it. Because I just did the trophy. You know what? i got to write that down. Yeah, you may have put the trophy for Should next 2023. year. I, I don't, I'm sure I did it correctly. Um, mm-hmm. The SECURE Act benefits 529 plans. We have a little uh, financial planning tidbit to talk about this evening. China turning around and around and around on the gaming rule discussion. People going to jail now. There's all sorts of, dare I say, and don't be too surprised, shocked. There's grafting and corruption and... Uh, strange business dealings going on in China. Who would have thought? That's suspicious. <laughs> I mean, this is, we're breaking news, breaking news. Uh, so a couple of things are going on there. When that, um, that, that, that announcement came out that they were going to try to limit the playtime and limit this and that, and not allow the gaming to do this and certain amounts of money spent on it. And the, the stocks freaked out and the big ones, the big ones too. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, no, 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 no. That was somebody, and and he's either fired or beheaded at this point. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Boeing is yeah. under pressure. It seems we have loose nuts, sir. <laughs> yeah, loose nuts. Loose nuts. And yeah, that's a Washington State company. What do you expect? Yeah, loose nuts, and, and they no longer have the the, the warm nuts since COVID. Did very. Remember you used to sit up the front and you would- Oh, well, you know, I forgot all about those oh, warm nuts. Those fantastic. are terrible. Oh, they were nice. Why would you warm up a bunch of nuts and they'd be, become kind of mushy? 
and warm. They usually served it with drinks, so you didn't mind, I guess. But there are loose nuts on both. What's interesting about the story, and we'll get into this, is that that was not what the problem was to begin with. The problem was far different. It was it was a small item like a door blowing out in midair. And then they landed. All of a sudden, all these planes are like, you know, let's check. And they found all these loose nuts. I don't know whose fault that is. You would think that would be part of a pre-flight check. Maybe not you every know. flight, but once a week. Yeah, check the nuts. Check the nuts. Does oh. it hurt? Hey, Joe, pass the Loctite. <laughs> you know? Uh, so we have the worst start of the year since uh, about 2015. Whatever that means. Okay. You know, but a lot of people are all, you get the news guys, they're all excited. Well, you know, as January goes. That's what they say, but that's BS. Because about I think, isn't it most of the time, isn't it true? It's true most of the time. About 80% of the time, it's true. Because 80% of the time, markets are up on an annual basis. So about 80% of the time, January's up. Just goes along with it. Doesn't mean anything. Nothing. Zero. Uh, at least from what I can see, if you want to say, well, um, you know, every decade is up that starts with a January up, you probably could find that statistic too. So well, you're, you're, you're popping my bubble. I'm sorry. But yes, we could say one of those things that they is said quite often, like selling may go away, is what happens in January. What, what does it say? What happens January? So goes, what is, how, how's it go? As goes January, so goes the year. Yeah, something like that. It's, as it's, goes it's not as rhymy as as selling may go away. Yeah. Uh, market continues to have uh, very little muscle memory, though. Very little um, recurrence of what's happening day to day. We saw all of a sudden Monday that there was a really bad news item, this Boeing issue that happened, and the futures started down Sunday night into Monday, down on the Dow because it's a Dow component. Down 175, 150 points was Boeing. But then what I've seen many times before is like the rest of the market comes to the rescue. Dow finished up about 170 points for the day. Big day for small caps up about 2.5%. The NASDAQ was up 2%. The S&P was up 1.5%. Now about a, only about, once again, a percent away from its all-time high. So we're still down for the year to date as of right now, even though we saw that Terrific day yesterday where everything was just bought up. And then we rolled a little bit today. And I would think it that little, yeah. it wasn't that much today. I mean, it was a bit, bit, they're still buying because they tell you midday, the Dow is down 250. It only finished down, I think, 130 or something like that. I have 157.85. 157. They still brought it up 100 points by the end of the day. So the selling pressure didn't continue. NVIDIA is up. NVIDIA mm -hmm. all time high. Nvidia, AMD, the two the two boys. Uh, well, see, one of my last columns I wrote for uh, Market Watch when I was writing for them before I got kicked out after ten years of service. But you got kicked out of both Market Watch and PC Magazine. Oh, PC Magazine was much later. Market Watch was after ten years. So uh, yeah, they had new editors came in. Mar uh, Dow Jones bought the company. It was supposed to be bought by CVS. It fell apart. The whole thing. And they brought in new editors and they didn't like me. And so, uh, but one of my last comments was uh, telling people to buy AMD when it was six. Mm. And now it's yeah. about 145. Yeah. Yeah. Very Just nice. Just thought I'd mention that. Very nice. 
Good call, John. And by the way, whoever doesn't like you has something wrong with them. I agree. Loose nuts is what they have. Loose nuts. <laughs> you know, some of this, some of the, some of the excitement of the last few days, and, and I think that's it's reasonable, is because of all the hype that's going on right now in lost wages. Right, we got CES going on. Yeah, yeah, it's on until Friday. Did you, you used to go to that, right? Oh yeah, I used to go religiously to it. You know what would be fun? I may have I may have mentioned this before, and that's why I'm mentioning. But we really, wouldn't how great would it be for you and I to go there? Yeah, we should. That would be a good time. Seriously, it would be fun. You've, get a lot uh, of have you, we'll you get have you ever been to CES? I was there years and years and years ago. Oh, it's different. Yeah, it's it's now it's a production. Parties production. Well, there's always been parties. Did you see you the transparent right. TV? Sorry, what? There's a new transparent TV from Samsung, I believe. Oh, a transparent TV? Mm-hmm. What's the point? I'm not sure what is off. I guess you see the wall behind it. Well, I don't want to see the wall behind it. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it has a really cool color, and it can it's it's able to really present the colors in... Yeah, they, it's no better. It's definitely not going to be better than the OLED right. stuff that's coming out of uh, LG. They make the the best screens. But I think some of the stuff that's going on, like today and yesterday with with Nvidia, which started down a little bit. One of the you know big announcement yesterday morning that Nvidia has a new chip that they're going to use. It's a stripped down model that meets all the standards of whatever rule there is that we can't export the. AI, you know, supercharged AI chips to China. So they came up with some other kind of chip that meets all the criteria besides what is not allowed, supposedly. Well, it meets the criteria, but you have to buy three of them. Whatever it is. And they, the bottom line is they announced that yesterday morning before the market opened. And oh, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that was good for a good uh, 30-something points, another 17 today, all-time high of NVIDIA today. And AMD, which just is holding the promise of something in the future, is still riding up. Dramatic. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, AMD and Intel both. You know, they're, they're Nvidia. There was a c- couple of companies that that began with this idea of doing these graphic accelerators, and AMD bought one of them, and then it kind of, as far as I can tell, it's died on the vine. At the company, though, AMD is doing quite well, um, but Nvidia got onto a an idea that Intel totally dropped the ball on, and uh, it's been. Uh, Home run ever since, yeah. and I don't know how long it's going to last. It's, These chips are too expensive. I've, let me start with that. The, the thing is that NVIDIA not only is expensive, but the benefit to NVIDIA is it's not like they're expensive because it costs them X amount more. They just have a huge margin on it. Yeah. And, and when and if there is competition, there's a lot of talk about it. A lot of talk about competition, and they still – keep their margins up right now because I mean, they're the, they're the, the shiny penny, the new kid in the black, the guy that the, the, the only player in town. Yeah. For what the they only have. game in town. So they, they gouge the gouge everyone. Yep. That's the way you do it. Right. And everybody's so shot up about AI. I mean, there was some interesting AI that well, I was looking at something. that's like, this is going to be AI for, I don't even know what it was. It was weird. Something's going to talk back to you. I think it's your car. Yes. I think Volkswagen announced an AI. I think it was Volkswagen at CES. The AI car. Yeah, they did. Because people don't want to push buttons to adjust their seat. They want to say, can you push my seat forward? Can you 
can you? Can you imagine? You, there's some humor. I already imagine the humorous comedy scene in a movie. Yeah, somebody getting Think jacked around. Banging right into the <laughs> steering wheel over and over. <laughs> Think the bag pops out. Right. You got, you got the. And you get jerked back and forth underneath the thing. Yeah. You have someone who is obnoxious and just keeps on shouting out orders to the car. The seat moves. Oh, there's seat that. Yeah. Somebody this- or a, a, a panhandler comes up to you and then tells the car to do something. Yeah. Oh gosh, uh, we have we have big. <laughs> Why well, I used to always say you know they used to have voice recognition on the early computers, and I my joke this is like in the eighties they they started developing this stuff, and my joke was always that you should run into the office and and uh, and yell at the top of your lungs format drive C. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be great. Last we have uh, on the list, a uh, Bitcoin ETF. News is out, kind of, sort of. <laughs> that was funny. I was watching this live. It was amazing that it happened today at about 4 <laughs> I'll bet it was fun to watch the, the tape. I watched the tape. I'm like, oh, something's going on. And it went really wonky. And we'll talk about that. Now, uh, it is the start of the 2024 year. And, and, and we're asking all our listeners to, to write some, get out there and put a review out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Spread the word, people, that you like DH Unplugged, The Disciplined Investor, and No Agenda. But just take a moment, just a second of your time, and go and write a quick review. By the way, only if it's a nice review. If it's a crappy review, you know, Ad Horowitz, what a boring clod. No, don't put it on there. But uh, that would be really helpful if you would do that. Nobody's going to be listening to this show if they don't like us. That's true. I don't think this is the kind of show that generates hate listeners. Oh, that's something. That's a condition. Someone who listens just to be annoyed. Yeah. All right, let's start. I used to have hate readers. No Agenda has a couple of hate listeners, not too many. Uh, But Adam is a hate listener. He listens to a number of things because he hates it. For what purpose? Just to get the other side? Get clips. Oh, okay. I got it. So you can hate more. Yeah. All right, let's start with this. Bitcoin on the move. 13 companies have filed for a spot Bitcoin ETF. Uh, a lot of, ever since Blackstone, BlackRock, excuse me, BlackRock, the biggest ETF distributor in the world, put in their application, Bitcoin has been on a tear, up as high as I think $47,000 on the news just a few days ago. Yeah. It, because everybody's anticipating that this week at any time now, the SEC is going to rule on whether or not there's going to be allowed to have a Bitcoin ETF, uh, cash, or a spot, as they call it. So there's been some rumors that are going on that, you know, that they're going to have it at this day, that day. Well, at 4.15 p.m. today, the SEC um, put out a tweet. Now, you may say, what's a tweet? Because it's called an X now or something like that. But they put out a tweet. They said the SEC grants approval for Bitcoin ETFs for listing on all registered national securities exchanges. The approved Bitcoin ETFs will be subject to ongoing surveillance and compliance measures to ensure continued investors' protection. That was the SEC Twitter, the official SEC Twitter. Stuff went bonkers. Went up, went down, moved all around. And then I'm watching, I'm like, what? Is this a sell-the-news event? Why is it that there is such negativity that is that is associated with this? Because it was going down. It was it was down like fifteen hundred bucks. 
Well, at 427, Bitcoin was down pretty good. Uh, this explained part of it. Gary Gensler, who was the head of the SEC, on his private account said, um, he used the uh, SEC Gov. He said the SEC Gov Twitter account was compromised. Hacked. And an unauthorized tweet was, tweet was posted. The SEC has not approved the listing and trading a spot Bitcoin exchange trading products. Now, a couple things. First, I want to read this to you and you tell me what it means. The second sentence. The SEC has not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. Does that mean they have not approved? In other words, they disapproved? Or is it they haven't approved as of yet? I think it means they haven't approved as of yet, but this is a bad thing that happened. Terrible. For one thing, it makes you lose faith in the whole operation. They can't even keep their their uh, their Twitter account to secure. It's not secure. So what other kind of hacking is going on in and around? That's what comes to mind to me. Sure. Well, he probably used I would also say if you wanted to do these ETFs and somebody pulled this stunt, I'd think twice about doing them at all if it's going to create this sort of uh, uh, situation where people are going to go in and hack things around just to promote the ETF or to promote, I'm sorry, to promote Bitcoin. I mean, it brings on the worst of actors. So now there's a whole discussion I've been listening to on the news about they're going to go in, the FBI, the, the, you know, the, the SEC, and the, the government, they're going to come in. Oh, forget they're going to go it. find who did it because they're going to look this. Some 14-year-old it could be. You don't know. You never catch a guy. If you're going to go after the, just from the perspective of, a, I'm not a hacker, but I, I play one on TV. I've known hackers. <laughs> and I know the type of people they are and the kind of guys who are the thorough ones, not the sloppy ones. Yeah. And, you know, they, you know, you go through a couple of VPNs, you come out of your, you know, the things coming out of Brazil, you've, you hack the password and then you, you drop this bomb when you feel like it, or even you might even do it in advance using some system and you, somebody's going to catch you, you know, unless you're a slouch. So why even bother investigating it? Well, I, I have a, I have a much simpler explanation. This was a screw-up by the SEC, and they're trying to cover the tracks. That could be, too. That's always possible. Seems Then it would be worth investigating. Yeah, and, and, and then if they did screw up and somebody let it out because they were crafting a tweet and they pushed the send button versus I, I, save. I, that's, I, you know, that's actually the more logical explanation. Much more because logical. Because if you have hacked the SEC site, you would have done some pump-and-dump deals by now. Now, they may have done pump-and-dump on this. This could have been a giant pump and dump. Yeah, it would have been yeah decent, but you can do better pump and dumps than you know. There are stocks out there you can halt. You can claim you're going to halt trading on. There's all kinds of things you could do that would just collapse a stock for just long enough to to do a pump and dump or a dump. The, the dump. This seemed to me though that it, it was too clean of a discussion, and I don't know. Uh, the timing. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that looking at it from that perspective, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would take your position too. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we know the podcast rule is killing off the, uh, you know, podcast kill the radio star as well as video. Uh, radio giant Audacity, Odyssey. How do you say that? Odyssey. Odyssey has filed for bankruptcy production. This is beyond my comprehension. I don't even, I, this is a company who buys 
CBS Radio, and oversaw major podcast radio operations filing Chapter 11 after restructuring agreement with the major debtor, debt holders. Here's what's really interesting. The, the agreement will, will see the company cut uh, pretty much uh, most of, 80% of their $2 billion in debt. $2 billion in debt. Yeah, how do you get to there? there. We, we've run this empire with by the, no debt. These are not slouch radio. I should use the word slouch a lot today. These are not slouch radio stations. We're talking about major markets. At least there's four or five of them in the Bay Area here. Uh, KCBS, one of the top stations in the Bay Area. I have it on my car button. I mean, th these are not stations that are lo losers by any means. I don't understand what's wrong with this company. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's a, because if I know you, KCBS, on your dial, on your button, as you call it, is AM. I'm just thinking out loud here. Just trying to put this together. Is Am I right? <laughs> okay, look, you, you're half right because <laughs> they have a FM version of the same station. But you don't I have get, it but on this. You have it on the. I have it on the same button, but you. But 90% of the time I'm listening to of AM. Of course you're you right. are, of course. To hear that. I'm an old fart. You listen to AM. <laughs> when you're old, over 60, you listen to AM. In fact, I listen to AM with such religiosity, using that word, uh, that uh, I take when I take my Lexus in to have it serviced and I get a loaner, mm -hmm. they'll give me one of the new, cheaper Lexuses. And the AM on these new radios is no good. Yeah. And it's noticeably bad. They're trying to wean people off of AM, and I think it's a mistake. Uh, my wife asked me to put on a particular station last week, and I'm like, you know, I've had this car for a few years. I have no idea how to what button to push to get to the AM. So you just listen to music? No, I listen to talk. I listen to talk. I listen to music. There's not that much good talk on FM, except for not, I don't listen to FM. I don't listen to FM either. I just listen to Sirius XM. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, speaking about sports, I won my fantasy league. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I like that. It takes That actually takes some skill. Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, what else do we have? U.S. federal government. Oh, the ceiling, the debt ceiling, no ceiling. We don't have a debt ceiling, right? So f as of right now, there is no debt ceiling. That's not a bad thing. As far thing. as I know, it's just it's an the sky is the limit. That sky is the limit, no ceiling. The federal government has... Uh, the total of public debt has reached $34 trillion for the first time. That was a... Uh, no problem. Yep, the U.S. Treasury Department uh, reported, and I think they did it in a way that they were feeling like they should be congratulated. You know, they, 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 they got it <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Um, each party, the pubs and the, the Dems are blaming each <laughs> other, right? The Republicans are like, uh, hey, you know, there's a spending out of control. The Dems saying, you know what? Look at those Trump era tax cuts that you put in. Not enough money's coming into the system. Blah de blah de blah. Right. So, um, so that's a problem. Uh, but what's happening is there was this showdown again about a government shutdown. And of course, the word that you, you know, there's always again these phrases that just they put they send the back of the the hair on the back of my neck up. Uh, when they talk about now, they're like, oh, uh, we have a bill that's now going to, and they only use one word, one word, one word, avert a government shutdown. Have you ever heard of a different word used? 
Now that you mention it, no. It's always averting. We averted the government shutdown. Do we ever use that word for anything else in life? Avert. I averted no. the car. No, not really. It's not a person. word that people normally use. Yeah, if we avert, but boy, you. But it's it's commonplace with a government shutdown. The aversion. So uh, the Biden is planning to to reduce U.S. deficits by two trillion, two and a half trillion over ten years by increasing taxes now on large corporations and wealthy Americans. I don't know when that's going to come into play and why he hasn't done it already because it's just not there. So, uh, he's, you know, cutting spending on pharmaceuticals and tax break for all companies. He's going to cut spending on pharmaceuticals. Theoretically, he's got a list that flows through, but the pharmaceutical companies are going to outsmart that old geezer, you know? And then Trump is coming in wanting the tax cuts now to be permanent. That was his latest campaign stump. The ones that are going to, I think, uh, run out in 27. Mm. I think it's 27. He wants it to be now permanent. Just keep on raising raising the debt. Keep on going. It doesn't matter who we have in there, people, just to let you know. Either we're going to have excess yeah. <laughs> spending or lower taxes. Now, I know we like lower taxes, and I like I know a lot of us like excess spending. But it all results in the exact same thing, which is extremely high deficits, debt, uh, and, and unsustainable debt service that we'll have to do for decades to come. Indeed. Yep. Uh, just to get to, to to rotate back to the bad start for 2024 and just how bad it was or is. First of all, it's not that terrible. It's not like oh, the first ten days are down twenty percent. It's not like that at all. It's just negative. It's you know nobody. This is like a market crash to some people, down 2%, 3%. So what's interesting to note is the S&P 500 ETF, the SPY, and the iShares 20-year Treasury, TLT, each fell 0.6% last week. The first time they've slumped so much to start the year since the since they begin trading in 2002. Hmm. 0.6%. What, what is that's like it's a rounding it's minor it's ridiculous so that was just stupid you follow this whole starbucks controversy i'm sure you talked about on no agenda by the way no agenda with john c dvorak and adam curry you're going to hear that on uh thursdays and on sundays at 2 p.m eastern until about 5 p.m so plan your day and your time accordingly because you need to listen to that show have you talked about this though starbucks not that I know of. I don't think Adam likes Starbucks. Well, nobody. Who does? I don't like Starbucks. He's in Texas. I don't think there's that many Starbucks down there. They shoot them. You know, when I go to Starbucks, you know how you go in the store and they give you the cup and they you say, what do you want? And they write all the junk on the cup and they ask you your name because they put your name on the cup. Yeah. You know what name I use all the time? What? Duncan. Duncan, like as in Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah. Let's just put just, donuts on just there. Just to piss them off. I try to make it a little bit more subtle. So uh, so you do uh, frequent. Uh, um, I've been to Starbucks once a year ago. Hmm. That's about it. I don't like it. Tastes burnt and nasty to me. I think their coffee's burnt and some, yeah. So we're done. Well, the Starbucks app is a problem. The coffee giant is accused of rigging payments 
to the tune of nearly $900 million. We're not talking about a couple of bucks here, over a five-year period. See, the problem is that these gift cards, which is a big problem. Gift cards are a big problem. Many people buy they've them. Always been a, they've always been a big problem. If I buy a gift card for you for the holidays, John, to a place that you don't frequent that much, or even maybe you do, and you just put it in a drawer because you, you forget about it. Then you get it two years later, you look, oh, my, oh there's that card from Harlem. It's done. And you, you can't get, and then you can't get your money back. That's like, that's like going to Starbucks, handing them a $10 bill, them handing you back a $10 bill with an expiration date on it. Right? It's exactly what it's like. Yeah. That, I don't understand how they get away with this crap. I don't know. So this is a big problem. Starbucks rigs its payment platform so consumers are encouraged to leave unspent money on their cards and on the various apps that they have. And the problem yes. is that that um, a few dollars here, a few dollars there, it adds yeah, up. adds up. Yep, $900 million in unspent gift card and app money. Uh, they, they put, they, they've added it, of course they would, to corporate revenue, which boosts corporate, corporate profitability by $900 million over the last few years. Not a huge amount for them, but enough to be interesting. It's a it's a lot, but yeah, it's not a huge amount for them. But it's a lot. They're they're not alone in this. No, I'm sure they're not. If you go to the uh, any store or you go to uh, Target or places like that, or you look to the right on some of these where they normally have candy, nowadays they have racks and racks of gift cards. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you want to hear a secret uh, about a way to collect points? Are you a points guy for cards? No. Mm. I used to be. I used to be when I was when I flew around a lot. I, I heard uh, because- this. I heard this from a friend. So there are some gift card, not gift cards. There are some credit cards that you can use, especially business related credit cards. That if you go into certain places, they give you a multiple multi, multiple of points when you buy from there. Right. So let's say there's a card that's out there that gives you. A multiple of uh, staples, you know, the, the, like the the office office supply company, sure, or pick wherever you want, whatever it is, right? And you get a five times multiple by going to Staples and buying something at Staples. So you decide you're going to go and buy some I don't know uh, uh, paper, uh, papers and pens from Staples, and for five dollars and you get twenty five dollars worth of points. Pretty good, right? Yeah. So take that one step further. Some people go to Staples and they buy a gift card, let's say to Amazon or to something like that. They spend $1,000 on it, $2,000 on it. They get a five times multiple and just put that card on Amazon and spend the money there. Sounds like something Jill would come up with. Oh, you think so? (laughs) I just heard it from a friend. Pretty good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it either. Well, it's that they're setting it up that way. It's called arbitrage. Yeah. It's an arbitrage. Total arbitrage. Trick. Yep. All right. Uh, Boeing, we talked about the 737 MAX again. Federal Aviation Administration on Saturday grounded dozens of 737 MAX 9s after the panel blowout. Did you Have you tracked that and understand what about this panel, what it's about, why it's there? Yeah, I did actually. We did it on the show, but then we have a we have a lot of people that listen to No Agenda who are experts. We got a note from a guy who described what what was really going on, 
It wasn't uh, because they had uh, they had changed their seats to have too many more seats, they have more seating to, uh, and it would cause a problem. In other words, that, that was an emergency exit door that they put a plug in to keep it from uh, being an emergency exit door. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be solid. What happened, according to this guy, was they actually reduced the number of seats uh, to get people more leg room. And in the process, they didn't need as many emergency exits. So they just plug that one, which I guess they've done with a lot of these jets. And it's just a plug in there instead of a door. It's not really a door. There's no chute that comes out the bottom. It's just supposed to be permanent. And uh, it was put in, in, it was put in back assward. So the pressure pushed it out. Um, that's what we found. Yeah, that's out. what I heard as well. I mean, the whole plug thing and why they used there's more leg room. And, um, you know, it's, it's just once again, the shenanigans that go on in business world just to try to squeeze more money out of something. Right. Just it, it's just it's, it, yeah. it's always the same thing. It's always about money. It's always about screwing the public somehow. And, and, and until you get caught or something goes wrong, nobody's the wiser. So, right. Yeah, who cares? Right. So United Airlines said Monday that it found loose bolts on the door plugs. Uh, of, uh, so so that's the big issue there, too. So there was, on top of the fact that this happened here, there was loose bolts in the fuselage and on the door plugs. So somebody didn't have their air guns twisting fast enough, or I don't know what's going The lock nuts were yeah, backwards. There's the, that's, a quality, that's a QA problem. There should have been a, an inspector that caught that at on the assembly line. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, they're built. They're, that, that kind of thing is is inexcusable. That's at Boeing. Actually, it's Boeing. And it's also SP. Uh, it's uh, Spirit Aerosystems. They're the ones that make the fuselages. Uh, oops. Go away. What's happening here? All right. Um, stock. Let's see what that's down the last few days. Spirit Aero Systems uh, last five days is down uh, 7%. Whereas Boeing uh, five days, I said, right, is down 9%. So they're both having difficulty. What I thought was interesting that Alaska Air actually went up on the day. Like nothing happened. Like nobody's going to have any second questions about Alaska Air. I mean, I, you, you listen, you can't, you're not going to get on I mean, a plane. You have to assume that they, that you're not going to have that problem on Alaska Air again. Of course. And now they're going to, it's also, what is the other thing? I, look, it, it's, it's not the things that you find out that's the problem. It's the things that you don't find out. The things that are, are, are problematic that you don't see. That's where the, the, the concern happens, right? Yeah. We're always fixing stuff after the fact, though. You know, that's what you do. Yeah. All right, let's do a quick public service announcement and tell people something that's going on in the Secure 2.0 Act that is uh, being enacted in 2024. This is a really interesting small little tidbit for you. But those parents out there that have been struggling with, you know, 529 plans, are you familiar with those? Not really. Yeah, the, your kids are too old. So, well, not too old, but it was it was enacted later on. You know what UGMAs are and things like that. You use those for kids' education. Well, the 529 plan was a plan that was established a number of years ago, and it, basically what it did was it allowed for people to put money into a program, much like a, a Roth IRA, 
Whereas you put money in and it was used for higher education and you had to prove that you could take the money out tax free. So when the kids are born, you put five grand in there, let's say just as a number, let it grow. It, it works its way up to 25 grand after 18 years and you don't have to pay any tax on the growth and the money comes out tax free. And if in fact your child didn't go to school, cause that was always a question. What do you do? Well, you could pass it on to a sibling and there's other things and people, there was other things like um, the owner. If I was the owner, I could take it back. If I used it for higher education, so I would do like, you know, golf school or something like that, you know, there was ways to do things. Okay. So, and it was self-reporting, by the way, it was, it was self, it was the responsibility for reporting and accurately providing the information about the use of the money was on the taxpayer. And rarely, if ever, have I ever heard of an audit that was involved with that. Sounds right. Yeah. So now the problem was that still there could have been a situation where people said, you know, I'm not putting money into a 529 and I'm not going to put it for each of my kids. I don't know who's going to school, who's not going to school. I don't want to have this money and have to take it out and take a, uh, pay taxes on it on the back end and maybe even a penalty because it wasn't used for higher education. Well, now there's something cool that's happened. Now, starting this year, the money that's in a raw, uh, 529 if it meets certain criteria, it can be actually rolled into a Roth IRA. Well, that's interesting. And taken out for the beneficiary left for the, for the child for years and years to come. Like years, forever. They never have to take out the money. So the owner must have the account for at least 15 years. Not a problem, usually, because you put it in when they're young. Um, in a given year... You can't roll over more than the annual IRA contribution limit, which is like $7,000. Um, it's going to take like five years to roll this over. The beneficiary has to be the owner of the Roth. So you just have to keep the same people, right? The, the person that the 529 was for has to own the Roth. You can't just give it to somebody else. Um, and uh, if you do this, and there's a few little things there, but you can look this up. If you do this correctly you can actually postpone taxes on up to $35,000 of the account value that can grow from the age of, I guess, zero for a kid till, I don't know, till they're 60, 65, 70, whatever you uh, want. Guess so. Yeah, you never have to take it out. And it comes out mm -hmm. tax-free when you take it out. So just a simple compounding, if you put $10,000 in, grows to 35 by the time they're 18, roll it into a Roth IRA and compound that at, you know, 7% doubles every 10 years, you know, that's going to double, 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 like five doubles if invested properly. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. If you have the patience for it. Yep. Which nobody does. No, nobody does. Now, here's an interesting idea. Uh... I was watching a few different uh, special reports on stuff. And one of the reports came up with this staggering piece of information. I thought it was like, wow. Then I'm like, well, that makes sense. It was that due to return to office mandates and higher costs and restrictions by landlords, 22% jump in stray dogs in the U.S. tax shelters since 2021. Remember everybody had to get a COVID pet? Yeah. Everybody had to get a COVID couch, a COVID pet, you know, so it was all that going on. Well, now animal shelters across the U.S. are, are, are just totally overwhelmed. Sure. And, and 
even more people are going back to work and they're like, well, what am I going to do with my dog? Can I bring it to work? It's my right to bring a dog to work, right? <laughs> These kids. But the problem is that the cost for like veterinarian, so veterinarian used to be like, hey, you go there, you pay a couple of bucks and you're done. Now you have to have a veterinary insurance plan. That cost. Well, they've also, the veterinarian's system has changed, has become commercialized. Oh, it's, like, it's, it's unbelievable. These organizations, you take a dog to one of these guys and there's hundreds of dollars as opposed to what used to be a few bucks. It's like, like a crime, said. it's like a crime syndicate. Yeah, I know. And they've been buying other the smaller vets up left and right. Mm -hmm. So the problem is that uh, the, the, the number of unwanted dogs has climbed and other things. So I was thinking about that. Well, okay, what do you do with that? So I started looking to the companies that deal directly with pets that are publicly traded. Yeah. So we have Zotus, which is kind of a pet, uh, I'll call it mm, ph pharmaceutical and healthcare. Yeah. You, um, have this, you put together a list. I did have a list. It's on the show notes. Episode number. And I will say, and people should look at this list. 685. I, I look at this list and I can't figure out. It's a it's a mess. It's not. It's worse than the drug the, the marijuana lists. It's like this company's up, this company's down. This company's up, this company's down. This company's way up. This company's way down. You have to explain what what you're up to here. I mean, the bottom line is, I just want to say what the one year return of some of these stocks are to see where the shorting opportunity is for these, because it would seem to me that if in fact we're going to see all these dogs going to shelters, and we know what happens with dogs in shelters after a while, right? Yeah. The fact put. is that, and that more, no, and that less people would be, will be going out and getting their COVID pet. They learned their lesson. And there'll be also the, oh, I had a dog. I don't need one. Then they're going to get kids. You know, they're not going to renew the contract. That maybe some of these companies are in for a very difficult spot. I looked at some all these. Of them like they've already hit the skids. Yeah, some of them did. They, most of them did. There's a couple of them that are that are towards their highs. Uh, I think um, pet uh, fresh, fresh pet. pet, fresh pet, yeah, fresh pet, fresh pet is. Anyway, we have. Uh, we're going to go on the on the game. We are going to have. Let's see here. This is not it. Uh, do I have it up? Oh, here, right here. You're so, going to put fresh pet or pet. What's the other one? Pet IQ? What is that? I never heard of that one. Yeah, we're going to put Fresh Pet on the short list. Okay. Well, that's an interesting idea. But take a look at these. Uh, most of these, I would say Chewy's an interesting one too, but it's just, this is one of those, if it if it's gone down 50%, why can't it go down 50% more? Yeah, well, that's my theory. Right. So that, that would be Chewy. I, that would be the one. I wanted something that was a little bit higher that has a chance to really come down very significantly. You like it? One that collapses. Yeah. Well, Fresh Pets would be in that league. Petco is interesting on here. It's down 70%. Let's see what Fresh Pet does. Fresh Pet is an American pet food company. Its cat food and dog food products are marketed as fresh and need to be kept refrigerated. Because we want our dog to eat, you know. Remember the old days? Don't, don't, give, your, don't give the dog human food. Remember that? Yes, and that's a, a rule I violate. Uh, violated when I had when years ago, with my dog and Mimi with number of dogs. It's a rule that uh, never pays. That's a dumb rule because dogs develop 
by eating garbage around human encampments and they were and became our friends over time. Uh, but their whole goal in life is to eat human food. Yeah. So I had this white uh, American Eskimo dog oh. back in the 70s, I think. And, he, and I fed him nothing but scraps. That's all he ever ate. I don't think I ever bought any dog food for him. If, he, if I ran out of scraps, I would make something for him. The dog lived to be 25. <laughs> yeah. Well, this 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 may or may not be something. Um, you know, people I guess don't feed their dogs Alpo anymore, or just plain. <laughs> is that, wait, is that even a brand? Alpo? Let's see. I think it's out of business. Isn't that Alpo gone? Alpo. I don't think I've ever heard of it in the last decade. Alpo dog food. Let's see. What do we got? We got pedigree. Alpo, Purina Alpo Chop House. Alpo huh. dog food and treats from Purina. Let's see. Purina Purina Alpo. Bought them, I I guess. Look at these dogs. They're cross-eyed and they look like they have three heads, but they look good. They have wet dog food. The mother load of meatiness. Shop wet food. Let's see. The mother load of meatiness. (laughs) We have Alpo Alpo Prime Cuts Extra Gravy. Was this the joke that was senior citizens that ended up eating most of the Alpo? Yeah, right. We have chicken and wholesome. It's like a gag in the 70s, I think. Look at all the stuff they got here. Prime cuts, lamb and rice, chop house, T-bone steak Sounds flavor. Like human food to me. Yeah, look at it. And oh, they have ratings. Who's doing the ratings? <laughs> they have all ratings. There used to be a girl <laughs> that worked at uh, the University of California new, uh, uh, daily newspapers, the, the Daily Cal. And she, her, I, I just thought this was genius. Her whole column was doing nothing more than tasting dog food and oh. rating it. Oh. And she'd eat kibble. She'd eat various canned dog food. It was hilarious to read a review. That's unbelievable. And she got, <laughs> Where's that person today? Yeah. All right, I we got a few more things to go through before we get to the winner of the Close to the Pin. Apple Impervious. There's a lawsuit now, a possible antitrust about the Apple Watch works exclusively with the iPhone as well as the company's iMessage service, which is also solely available on Apple devices, and the Justice Department can also focus on Apple Pay, blah, 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 blah. The Justice Department, are they going to sue like Nescafe as their coffee pot and pods only work in their machines? What? what, what? This, is, this is an example of the government going after some company that's not coughing up enough money yep. as, as uh, to the various political parties. Yep. Exactly. It's what this is. Yep. It's bribe. It's uh. It's it's again mafioso style. This is the, the that's what this is. Twitter. Twitter's valuation. Elon Musk's X is now worth less than one third of what it, the billionaire paid back in uh, the original day. So the firm which helped uh, Fidelity, which helped Musk complete the purchase of forty four billion dollars. Cut the value of its holdings by 19% in November. And uh, they had it in the blue chip fund. And that uh, took down the valuation to um, from where it was down a total of 72% since the Musk takeover. Yeah. Yeah, this was a leveraged buy, though. I don't think Musk, I don't know how much Musk actually is losing here. He's losing some. He had to sell some of his Tesla shares. Well, he's losing some, that's for sure, but... Uh, his long-term scheme for this thing is 
uh, which we've discussed on the No Agenda show over and over, is is different than than it being a social media company the way it is. So you we'll could have see. done that with anything. You just had to start a website. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he said, "Oh, I, I think he, the, I think he screwed up." To be honest about clearly. it, clearly, it's not like he's like, "I got to get these developers; they're really great. I'll buy them." No, he fired most of them. The whole yeah, thing was a really bad. It was a bad. It was it was like a an out of an out uh, 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 not out of roll. What's the other one? What's the one that makes you sleepwalk? Um, Ativan? No, Is that it. Ativan? I don't know. It's a sleeping pill. It's like a bad 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 trip. Uh, quality control, the Wagyu beef market expected to grow by uh, $3.59 billion in 2027. So it's a number of years. I don't know how they count that. A market research firm has predicted. Do you like Wagyu steak? Yeah, but Wagyu is, uh, is, is I use, I eat American Wagyu, which you can get, which is the same animal, which is a, a, what's noteworthy about this, if anyone doesn't know, is that the fat in these animals is different than regular beef fat. It's more of a polyunsaturated duck fat. It's like duck fat. It's actually a healthy fat. Uh, and it's, it's, the meat is usually combed with lots of this fat. It's when it melts at room temperature. It's a completely different animal than a regular piece of beef. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's healthy. It's a healthy thing. So it's bound to, to uh, the problem is cooking it. It's hard to cook. It looks like a, if you think it's like a prime beef, cause it's got a lot of uh, fat in it. It actually has a lot of uh, sinew that makes it difficult to cook. You have to really know, you have to cook it a lot to get good at it. Uh, I do it in a, in a uh, sous vide, two and a half, three hours in the sous vide, and then put it on a, on a hot grill with a torch just for a couple minutes or uh, thin, thin sliced on a hot stone. Just take a stone and put it in the oven at 600 degrees. And then just cut the uh, wagyu. Put it in the freezer just for a little while to get a hard cut. I don't know, quarter inch pieces, slices. And okay, just... here's what I'll, here's what my latest thing is. Oh yeah, I get the thickest cut of, of a fillet I can get mm-hmm. from a wagyu American wagyu. Cut it in half. Cut it in half horizontally so it's semi thin. It's not as thin as a super thin, but it's a little thin. Then I pound it a few times because pounding it, it actually breaks up some of the issues you have with the t- toughness of this meat, mm-hmm. which is naturally tough, but that it would be solved by your three hour cook, you know, but this is when you, when you pound it a few times then you can cook it in three minutes, mm. you put a weight so on you, it or anything, or just super high temperatures, mm-hmm. whack it on one side, whack it on the other. Right now it's about, I'd say uh, three quarters of an inch thick, maybe, but you, you smash it down a lot with it, with a flat, uh, a flat uh, meat, pounder mm-hmm. and then uh, cook it to three minutes on it, three minutes to five minutes total time. And it, and so it's still rare in the middle and it is taste. It's tender, tasty, and it's got the all the elements you want. So that's the way I cook it. And so it takes less time than what you're doing. Well, my, my concern is now that everybody's catching on to this and that they're really promoting this is that we're going to see, um, you know, a lot more consumption. Japan is eating a ton of this stuff. And, you know, I, I, this is going to kill the golden goose. You know, this is going to be one of those things that uh, you can't have that many cows to feed the amount. There's a lot of cows and they're very large and they're well, very well maintained. One other element of this meat that people should be aware of is that it's super filling. So you it's eat overwhelming. Half as much. It's overwhelming. 
Yeah, you eat half as much. So if you have a normal like New York steak, <laughs> you're not going to eat it. I mean, you you'll be sick if you do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, what else do we got? Congratulations. By the way, it, by the, not to drop the topic prematurely, but have you ever had, cooked yak? I know you like yak. They have it at uh, like yak burgers. Yeah, you should try yak sometimes to cook just because it's different enough. Ground yak or what cut? Just the same like beef, same oh, beef cuts. Right. So like a tenderloin. Oh, yak Ground tenderloin. yak is quite good. Yeah, I will do that. We're going to have to give a big congratulations. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron on Tuesday named Gabriel Alti as the country's new prime minister, um, which is interesting because he's the youngest person to occupy that office. He's 34 yeah. years old. Yeah, kid. And the first openly gay prime minister. Well, assuming Macron's not gay. Well, openly, openly gay. Yeah, well, they uh, yeah, openly gay. Yep. Uh, and one more try. A Florida woman is trying uh, to to sue. You know, we got all these different lawsuits for different things, right? Like the 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 um, the one with the uh, macaroni and cheese that was took three and a half minutes, not three minutes to cook. That one. Yeah, I know. This is great. Well, this Florida woman uh, has filed a five billion dollar federal class action lawsuit against the Hershey's Chocolate Company, claiming that its seasonal Reese's treats were deceptively marketed because they don't have faces. Specifically- I bought a bunch of these, by the way. And do they have the pumpkin faces? On the on the outside label, they do, but the but the pieces themselves don't. Right, right. She's right. You it should get in the class action. But how does that, why? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a lawsuit is this? Who gives a crap whether the candy has a face on it or not? Yeah. That you're going to sue for $5 billion. Well, they didn't have the jack o' lantern treats advertised by mouth, and the eyes were dropped in packaging. The, it's it she it's it's worth you know it's 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 uh, it, it's hurting people obviously. Yeah, it's so damaging. 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 Uh, one quick note, you know that the miracle drugs, these uh, various drugs that help you lose weight, it was blamed for drop in consumption of alcohol, food, and a whole laundry list of things were problematic. Everything was blamed on that, right? Well, intuitive yeah. surgical seemingly, which was blamed for, or all, they blamed uh, the the drug for lack of surgeries because they do a lot of stomach stapling and various surgeries with their products, those robotic products, to um, help with weight loss. You know, their stock was down dramatically last quarter on this, right? Well, all of a sudden, now... Uh, their quarter four procedures increased by 21%. So, so either the diet drug situation is over and people are going back to using traditional, not traditional, but uh, surgical means, or the whole thing was BS to begin with. Well, that's a good question. What do you think? It's BS to begin with. That's what I'm guessing. It's got to be. It's got to be. All right, what else do we got here? That's it. That's it. Why don't we take a look and a gander at some of the stock ideas that we have, the, the game that we play. Oh, no. No, Wait a you got to give just, us the award first. Just CTP a moment. Yeah. We have a winner. Why don't you do it? Yeah, the winner of this, of uh, the Closer to the Pin 2023 uh, Invitational, the big 
winner of the end of the year, who's won, just means a second win, Anson B came in within 0.53% of predicting the Dow Jones Industrial Average close for uh, 2023. And uh, he was off by 200 bucks. And the runner-up was Mike K, who was off by 260 bucks. Uh, coming in dead last is Jeffrey at well, $1,200. And so uh, it was a pretty good range there. But Anson B nailed it. He wins. Very he wins good. Closer to, yep. And he gets a... He gets a, a a trophy, I think. Yes. And uh, some uh, DH Unplugged shirts by Jimbo and I th a winner certificate and, uh, and some well, books. Well, he's going to get some books and stuff. We'll send some stuff. Yeah, we're going to send him the ABC book, which got sidetracked by a misprint. And so uh, that's being that's coming out shortly. Mm. And he'll get one of those eventually. All right. Well, congratulations. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Plodding along. Yeah, what do we along. got? Sorry? We're plodding along. I don't have, I don't have, wait a second. Psh, Crocs isn't on here anymore, huh? Crocs was up 20% yesterday. Crocs? Yeah. You, you got bumped, I think, in a, yeah. in a zigzag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you had, you're hitting the home runs with that Crocs. You're still the leader here with a food tech company, Toast. Toast? And you've never heard of. What? Yes, you have. 30 when you go, they're the, they're, the, they're the black point of sale credit card machines that also runs the back end for the restaurant and order taking and for management of the of the dining experience. Well, they're kicking ass. Mm -hmm. That's because they were down a lot. Bored at the right time. My Warner Brothers Discovery is down. I had a long on that by almost 10%. That's going to get kicked if I'm not careful. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have one for this week. Right, what do you got? Let me go find it. I have um, this because the this is insiders. This is because the CEO and chairman just bought a uh, million dollars. It's cheap. It's a cheap. It's a penny stock. It's OPK. Oh gosh, that one. Yeah, I know that one really well. They're down here, these dudes. Well, they're probably. Well, I'm not gonna say, but I'm. I know those guys. Was, they were sued. Look at their history. Oh, is that the I'm same going, one? I'm in. Wait, let me just see who OPK is. This the same one? OPK stock. Let me see if this is the Philip same. Philip Frost, yeah, MD. Phil, yeah, yeah, that's it. Phil Frost, yeah. Phil Frost, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Quite the, uh, see the right in my, my headquarters in Miami. Right there, see it? I'm in. <laughs> okay. They were sued <laughs> for insider dealing. That was funny. Um, I got two. I got uh, Fresh Pet Short. We talked about that. What? Oh, let me just write that. Insiders. Insiders. Uh, okay, got it. And it's a dollar stock. Do we need more than 15%? Um, yeah, 20. Okay, let's, let's put down insiders dash 20%. Um, I got that. Then I'm also going to add a real strange one. 
Alpha Protech. Okay. Thinly traded, hazmat suits. Because I'm making Why? it. Why? I think we're back coming around again with this. Uh, some concern about uh, they make hazmat suits and masks and all sorts of uh, various biohazard clothing and protective gear. So uh, Spain is now hitting all-time highs for various respiratory ailments, and uh, it's ticking up down here pretty hard. So What's I don't, kicking up it's, really hard? You know what I'm saying. The COVID. COVID RSV flu? Yes. The big three? Yeah. And in, in your Florida weather, okay. It's something. I'm just saying in Spain, it's a long shot. I'm just saying it's the time of year. We're right in the middle of flu season, right? Would you give me that? Yeah. So I'm just saying, we'll buy it. We'll see if it moves on any of that news. If not, it was a stupid idea. That's all. Well, we'll see. We'll okay. See. All right. I'll talk to you again next week, sir. All right. Bye. Next Tuesday. Yep. Bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.